It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I'm your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the program with me, just one, in the KFC studios today. Uh, Kevin Corhorn is out, but Josh Gregory right by my side. Glad to be with you, Mike. Well, we've all made past mistakes in our finances, and obviously the hope is to learn from them and not repeat them. So we're going to take a unique perspective today and help you overcome common financial mistakes so you can avoid an unpleasant financial future. It'll be that and more on today's episode. That is right. If you have questions for the program, we'd love to hear from you. We'll definitely be getting to questions later on in the program. Uh, you can call or text us, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyshow.com. You can submit questions right there. Most questions come through the YouTube channel or on uh, on social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. All right, Merry Christmas to you if you celebrate. I hope you do. And and we are obviously recording this show in advance, airing on, on Christmas Eve. I uh, hope it's a wonderful holiday season for you and you're looking forward to a fantastic day today, tomorrow as well. Josh, we're going to obviously get a little Christmas theme today in the content. So it's okay. pretty risky. But what's your favorite Christmas movie movie yeah you know i i think i um i would go back to my childhood every single year we would watch to kind of start the year two two cartoons one was the the mickey mouse version of the christmas carol okay and then the other was um how the grinch stole christmas the 30 but minute one the, right, original the original cartoon yeah. not the yeah. jim carrey or the the later one here yeah I was I gonna say they, 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 those feel like Christmas to me. They, yeah. they kind of mark the start of the season. Okay. How about I, you? I thought you were going a Christmas story. No. Because that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's that is actually outlawed in our house. Really? <laughs> no. I, your kids would be mischievous, I think, and I bet I could see each of them at, like like well, not each of them. Arya's an angel. You know yeah, that. Yeah. But. Uh, Looking, watching that movie, and then licking a pole, yeah. or uh, or who hasn't you know. been tempted? Like I know, is that just Hollywood special effects? Yeah. Or can that really happen? Right, but that's such it's such a dumb movie. Like, it I can't, is. I can't it handle is. it honestly. It is, and yeah, it's a classic. I would say. <laughs> is that your favorite? No, it, Christmas Vacation. Chevy oh, Chase, okay. old school Chevy Chase, was just the best, and mm-hmm. so so that that's definitely up there. The worst Christmas movie of all time is the classic, and you mention it. Uh, a Christmas Carol. It's still like a horror. I just, <laughs> it's like, pretty scary. That, that, like in in its stuff, and I get it. Very, it's um, it, it's uh, tearjerker. It's emotional. It gets you. It's introspective. You're thinking of yourself and the mistakes that you've made. I don't want to think about that at Christmas <laughs> at Christmas time. But anyway, for whatever reason, I was thinking about that, and obviously, uh, there's no spoiler alert with Christmas Carol. You know right. it. Like, That's and right. so the, the it's it is it's a fantastic life lesson. I just it's not it's like, it doesn't give me all the holiday feelings, but it's you know you you go back and you think about the regret, the mistakes that you've made in life, and maybe people that you've hurt with some of your de- decisions, and and that that's harmful. And then you get to look at uh, or the character, right, Scrooge. It's good look at. So the mistakes he's like how he's living right now, mm-hmm. mistakes he's still making, and that's going to lead to a future that he doesn't want. And and it it's obviously there's parallels there in your finances. Okay, if we can 
if we can just turn it a little bit, that we've all made financial mistakes and have financial regrets. And and we don't you don't want to dwell on those, but you do want to learn the lessons from those. And then also, and these are this is probably more of the examples we'll talk about, but where you're living a certain way right now financially, you're making certain financial decisions, and you may not realize it, but it's gonna lead you to a financial future that you don't want, that's mm-hmm. undesired. And oftentimes we see that doing comprehensive financial planning, when you're looking at just one area or you've got blinders on, you're making certain financial decisions thinking, well, this is what I should do. And through comprehensive financial planning, we're able to sort of uh, unveil, you know what, That's this, this is where that's going to lead you. Right. And, and here's a better way to live, some better financial decisions to make that's going to get you where you want to go. So I thought we'd spend a little bit of time talking about some of those mistakes, some of those regrets, some of those changes that people can make to get them to a more desired financial future. And I want to start with retirement. That's the yeah, big one. Yeah. That's the big financial goal out there. Josh, what are what are some examples or principles, things that you've seen where people have either made mistakes in the past or maybe are living a certain way right now that's going to lead them to a financial future they really don't want? Well, and I, honestly, I think we see this an awful lot when we're first getting started with brand new financial planning clients who have as one of their primary goals retirement is out there on the on the horizon could be a decade out but they don't really know am i on pace to be able to retire the way that i want to so it's not necessarily that they're doing something wrong right now or they're blowing money making big mistakes or anything they just may not have all the right actions, all the right disciplines, all the right habits in place to take them where they want to go. And that's where retirement projections or that retirement planning portion of the overall financial plan allows them to see maybe for the first time, hey, am I on pace here? Am I pointed in the right direction? And uh, it's an eye opener to to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was actually, you know, I could go all the way back to the very beginning of my career. The very first client that I ever got to serve still get to serve them today, 21 plus years later. And that was their story problem. They were seven years out from retirement and wanted to know, well, am I going to be able to retire? And and honestly, you, you know, we would look at where they were at and know they were nowhere near being ready. Mm. They hadn't saved enough. They were spending too much of their income, um, you know, in the current year. They, they uh, had two houses. Um, they had a pension that they were counting on. But the company was going bankrupt and Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, which is almost like, if you've never heard of that before, it's like the FDIC insurance for the pension world. Yeah, but it's right? not that good. Like, no. <laughs> when you think FDIC insurance, you think, okay, I'm made whole, not with the no, PBGC. No, no. Yeah, there, there's uh, a minimum, or, or actually, I guess you could say a maximum um, that they'll pay out. But uh, his pension was going to be cut in half. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's the story problem. So even if they hadn't been doing anything really wrong, they just weren't ready. And so the the process of retirement planning and, and running these forecasts is what revealed to them, here's my reality if I fast forward the clock and, you know, seven years have gone by, am I am I able to retire? The answer was no for them. So you, so no one, your, your CFP is not going to haunt you in the middle of the night and sort of show you this revelation <laughs> of, hey, here's, if you keep doing what you're doing, this is what it's going to look like out there. Uh, but the equivalent of that is a Monte Carlo five-factor retirement projection, okay? And those are some some big words, but um, you can't just make a couple quick brief assumptions or overlook some of the nitty-gritty details and take a look and say, well, am I on track for retirement or not? Those are online calculators. That's what 
uh, quote unquote financial advisors that are just trying to help you with your investments. That's what they do. It's not helpful. It is not helpful. You need a five factor retirement plan based on the decisions that you're making. And we'll go over these five here in just a second. And that's going to reveal, well, are you on track or not? And if not, or if it's close, what are the adjustments that you need to make to get on track? That That's that's the ghost of uh, Christmas future, right? Yeah, right there. I, I love it. Uh, you know, when, when uh, I first started with that very first client, we hadn't developed the five-factor system or anything. We were, we were doing forecasts and projections. It was a spreadsheet system and, yeah. and all of that. But really, along the way, we were creating a, t- a context for them to be able to make hard decisions. And they had some things go right for them. Um, you know, they received a small inheritance and they put it to use wonderfully. They made a hard choice to downsize the house. They basically sold the big family homestead that they had raised their family in and everything, and they moved into their own rental property, smaller, the right size for them into retirement, easier to take care of. But, you know, there, there was a little bit of humility that sure. they had to show in order to do that. And all of a sudden, you know, they started stringing together some uh, great savings habits that they built up quickly. They were able to really make up some ground on their retirement nest egg um, leading into uh, the retirement years. And all of a sudden, they went from not on pace, not ready to retiring on time, on their goal. And it, it may have been a little bit different picture than what they had originally hoped for, but they they were retired. And wow. um, years into their retirement, I remember them just with tears being so grateful that they had the time to give back into some ministries that they care about, to be able to support family, all because they didn't have to be working anymore. Wow. So it, it really is fun to think back about these stories where if you show someone what the future could look like mm-hmm. versus what they're on pace to have it look like, and then watch them make some cool decisions. Man, that's, that is satisfying that's, work That's right the there. power of comprehensive financial planning, uh, working with your CFP. All right, what are some other ways that you can course correct and get on track for that financial future that you want? We've got that more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. What are some things that you could be doing right now that maybe are leading you to a financial future that is undesired, that you actually don't want, you don't realize it. And what are what adjustments can you make to get on track? We're helping with that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard with me in the KFG studios. No Kevin Corhorn today, but Josh Gregory by my side. Uh, every episode of the Wise Money Show is on podcast, wherever you listen. Just search the Wise Money Show and subscribe to it or follow us there, whatever, and then and then rate the program when you're there as well. That is helpful feedback for us. Uh, we're airing this show Christmas Eve, and we're taking a Christmas theme to it uh, before we get into listener questions. That is, you know, the, the, the one of the hardest and worst and, I don't know, uh, least liked Christmas stories is a Christmas Carol. Now, it's a classic, though, and it, it definitely gets you thinking about your life, but financially, what are some mistakes that maybe you've made in the past that you're carrying with you? What are some decisions you're making right now or some of the actions you're taking financially that ultimately are not going to lead you to a desired financial future, the, the financial future that you want? And you need that revelation and someone to work with you through those mistakes in the past and what you're doing today and where it's going to take you and course correct so that you get on track to live the financial life that you want and and sort of... Um, 
obviously Scrooge, the financial analogy is he's very frugal. He's he's yeah. cheapskate. Yep. And so much so that he sort of rips people off and all that sort of stuff. That's not the financial angle. Don't live that way, <laughs> right? right? Uh, be be generous inside and out financially and with your time and all that. Um, with retirement, though, I to me, Josh, you, you I've seen examples like that as well that you shared in the first segment. And um, I would take a different approach then. Another example where we see people living a certain way and wanting a certain financial result and just saying, listen, you're not on track for that result. Mm-hmm. I see the I've shared this before. The American dream. Many people look at that and say, well, the American dream is the my future is going to be easier than the previous generations. Each generation gets a little bit a little bit better. And I would look back and yes, there's problems, but there's whole like lots of research on this and data points that no, things are getting better. Things are getting better. Uh, is it great? It might not be. Are there problems? Absolutely, but things are in general getting better. But when it relates to your finances, I think there's a view of younger folks, and I mean of each generation when you're young, thinking, well, financially, I'll be able to retire earlier than the generation before because Mm. things are getting better and things should be better this generation than last generation. So if the predominant thinking was retire at 65, I bet I can retire at 60, but I can retire at 55. And when people come in, young people come in, and maybe they're in their 30s or their early 40s, and they share that, it doesn't catch your CFP by surprise. People, we hear that all the time. But when, but I think the Scrooge analogy here is oftentimes you're not aware that it requires that much more sacrifice to be yeah. able to actually do that. That's right. So you're not, you know, we were just dealing with one this uh, last week where the individual had the goal of being done at 55 and they literally were not saving for retirement yet. What? And they were in their early thirties and they thought, well, you know, we'll, we'll be able to do what we need to do, but I mean, we're going to be done at 55. And it's like, no, in order to be done at 55, unless you're going to make some really big changes, no, you need to start when you were 21, like Uh your very first job saving a ton. That's right. And, and that's hard, though, for people to be able to quantify or to just intuitively know how much money do I need to have accumulated for retirement to be affordable, right? Or how much can I afford to live off of when I get to retirement if I start retirement that early? Yeah, because the, the, essentially the principle or the, the approach that is being overlooked is that there are five factors to your retirement, to knowing whether you're on track or not. And these five factors, they're all interrelated. They're choices that you get to make. And it might feel culturally or socially, no, no, I don't have a choice. This is what it is. This is how much I spend. This is how much chicken wings cost, whatever. Uh, but, but these are choices. And they're all interrelated. And they're interrelated to determine, well, are you on track or not? Or do you need to make some adjustments? The first is age. Mm-hmm. When are you going to retire? When do you want to retire? But it's tricky because if we if you dive under the hood with that, it's both both age and life expectancy. So how long is retirement going to last? That's right. And when we break it down and make it really simple, I think it's it's more clear. Well, re- retire at fifty five. Well, yeah, people before me retired at sixty two, so I'm sure I can do better than that. Well, listen, going to Disney World is going to cost more if you're going for a month versus going for a weekend your retirement is going to cost more 
if it's infinitely, if it's significantly longer than someone that was, you know, working longer than you, right? So the age at which you retire and life expectancy, that's a huge one. That's the first one. What what would you say the trends are right now? Like as, as you're serving more clients and, and helping people transition into retirement, do you feel more clients are wanting to retire earlier or uh, is it about the same going later? What What's your observation along the way? I sort of, I'm cheating here because I, I saw a survey recently, did a video about it on the on the show, uh, on the channel. But um, I, I think a little bit later, a little bit later is what I've seen. Mm-hmm. 64-ish is probably, and that's what the data showed. People have shifted just over the past couple of years from saying they hope to retire at 62. Now they're saying they hope to retire at 64. Yeah. What, what would you say? I, I would say... I have observed and noticed that more people are pushing retirement back. And I, I think maybe it's it's generational. I don't know. I, I think of our generation as, and I just assume we're all going to work later because we're all going to live longer potentially. And so if we retired at the same time as our parents, but then tack on an extra five or six years to the end of retirement, we have a harder story problem to solve, right? Right. You're trying to go to Disneyland for for the month and a half in in a case like that in your analogy there, um, so I I don't know I've I found a lot of the clients that we get to serve they they maybe fall into two different camps some are uh, you know looking for an early exit out of the stress that they're under mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that they want to be done working they just want to be out of their particular industry or their particular role. And, and then, of course, there's some who just absolutely love the work that they do. And if you let them, they would work until the day they die. Um, both camps, though, both uh, examples, I'm seeing people pushing retirement back a little bit. Yeah. And it's not necessarily because they're not ready financially either. It's just, I don't know, I want to keep on working. Yeah. So I, I don't know. That's a, that's a values thing, right? Mm-hmm. Each generation maybe approaches work a little bit differently, but the age that you retire, if you were to knock four or five years off your career, that's four or five less years for you to be contributing, four or five more years that you need to support yourself without a paycheck, yeah. right? Because that, get, that hits right to the second and third factor. And this, the second is, is spending. What are your spending habits? But yes, I mean, if you retire earlier, so 55, and again, a lot of younger folks don't realize this, well, you're going to have to pay for health insurance. That's right. And cover taxes and, and, and cover all of your lifestyle with, with savings. So, um, and you, uh, um, inflation's part of that as well, your spending. And then the third factor is your income. And yes, retiring that much earlier before Social Security not only means you've got a big gap that you've got to figure out how to solve this income for, but your Social Security is going to be less because your working career was less, you paid less into it. Most people that are doing this FIRE movement, uh, financial independence, retire early, that sort of thing, they're really shifting from a career to being self-employed. Mm-hmm. That's what they're calling retirement is I've get, I've built other income streams for me that require work and attention and all of that. Rental houses is the primary one. Um, but I can sh- I can step away from my paycheck because I've got other income sources. If you don't have that, you've got to save up a lot of more do- a lot more dollars, which is the fourth factor. How much retirement savings do you have and how much are you saving? Um, 
in order to provide income for yourself. And some people are not willing to make that aggressive of a sacrifice, right? The amount of money that you need to be feeding into your retirement nest egg so that it can be growing for the future, it may be a larger dollar amount than what you can really, really stomach. Or it forces you to take more risk than what you're willing to take with those investments. And that's the fifth factor. It's how am I going to structure the portfolio, the right balance between risk and reward or risk and growth potential. You know, you, you take less risk and there's less growth or accumulation happening. The nest egg's smaller. Retirement may have to be, um, you know, adjusted because of it. Certainly, if Bitcoin can go from three to 18 to 36 to 69, yeah, I, I'll just contribute there and I'll be able to be able to retire early. And then it goes to 18 or 16 or whatever, right? So, all right, we've got a few more principles and then listener questions from fans of the show about Roth contributions, Roth conversions, those sorts of strategies. So we've got that and more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Are the financial decisions you're making today going to lead you to the financial future that you desire? Or, like Scrooge in The Christmas Carol, are you doing things today that are actually going to lead you to an undesired financial future? You need that wake-up call and make some adjustments today. We're helping with that right now. This is The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFC studios, Josh Gregory. Every episode of The Wise Money Show is on the YouTube channel. Go check it out. Search YouTube. Uh, go to YouTube, search The Wise Money Show, and find us there. Lots of other content there as well, so check that out. All right, we're recording this in advance, airing on Christmas Eve, taking a, a, a Christmas theme to it, applying the Christmas carol, mistakes in the past, living a certain way today that's going to lead you to a, a future that is undesired, applying it to your finances. Why? Uh, because I hate that movie. It's just freaks me out. (laughs) But financially, we all have that. We are all doing that. And Josh and I are talking from the radio waves, helping to encourage and give you hope and and point you in the right direction. We're doing this too, guys. We've made mistakes. You could look at my financial life and say, you know, if if this keeps going, it's probably going to lead you to some places you don't want to go. And we've all got that, right? To some degree. And you need someone, you need a coach in your life to say to point that out and make sure you're on the uh, the right track. And so we talked about retirement. I mean that, that one fits into the analogy so easily. There's another one. And that is how you manage your day-to-day, month-to-month, year-to-year cash flow. And uh, so we recommend having a three bank account system. We're going to talk through that in just a second. But let me let me explain it and just just really succinctly. Uh, very first Christmas when Cindy and I were married, it's a long time ago, um, she wanted to be very, very generous with gift giving. And I was more like Scrooge, <laughs> actually very much so. And, uh, didn't, and was very aware of what things cost and very aware of where we were in our career and our life and everything. And, and so I'll just tell you, it was, uh, it was frustrating because I was the for we- her or for you. Yes, it was. <laughs> I, I was the no person and. She was joyfully trying to give gifts and was very irritated when I said, no, we're not doing that. And I was irritated as she was trying to give gifts and and felt a little small bit of victory when she would, you know, rain in the. So it was not good. Mm-hmm. It was. And I just knew this continues um, where I'm looking at the monthly budget and thinking this doesn't fit. This doesn't fit. This doesn't fit. 
I knew it was going to lead us down a road financially and potentially in our marriage that was just not going to be good. And so after that Christmas, um, we sat down and we were just starting to really employ this principle at KFG um, back in 05, 06 timeframe. And we sat down and said, okay, well, that didn't go well. How can we both be generous and not and, and, and be financially responsible. Mm-hmm. How can we be generous and financially responsible? And at that time in January, we sort of just made a list. Okay, who's everyone that we could gave a gift to this year? And approximately how much of a gift did we want to give? And, mm-hmm. you know, not to, that you want to buy gift cards or be so strict on a budget, but approximately how much was it? And we just added it up, divided it by 52, and I started an automatic savings every Thursday that went into an account that I called delayed spending, that we called delayed spending. And and therefore, come November 1st of the next year, that money was available, and Cindy was able to buy gifts and be generous within some sort of uh, clear structure. Yeah. And it was much better. And we've been doing that ever since. And we've applied the same principle to lots of other categories in our life, things that we know are going to be expenses on the horizon, but they don't happen every month. So they are going to break the monthly budget. How do you handle those? Mm -hmm. And Christmas is the perfect example, right? It comes around the same time every single year. And yet every single year, it kind of catches people by surprise or unprepared. And so what happens, Christmas often goes on the credit card or you just kind of start spending and hope for the best, a lot of people. And it is a recipe potentially for conflict or financial hardship down the road, one, one of the two. Mm-hmm. You're either going to have spouses that are kind of button heads a little bit, have different views on this, or, you know, all in, let's just spend what we want to spend and we'll, uh, you know, deal with the consequences down the road. And neither one of those is is a recipe for peace in the home, right? right. Or joy around Christmas time. And uh, so, so, yeah, what if you could turn in, uh, t- turn normal every year type expenses into a bite-sized piece that you can manage throughout the year, plan ahead for. And now's the time, right? If uh, if Christmas is basically done and you've already paid for, for all the gifts that you wanted to give, now's the time to start thinking about next year and begin squirreling away a little bit of money. That delayed spending account, we often think of as kind of the linchpin that helps people go from crisis type living in their financial life to now being proactive and getting out ahead of those known expenses so that they don't create a hardship just because December 25th comes around. If you if you feel a little, a little bit like your finances are one step forward, two steps back, then this you haven't you haven't got this perfected yet. Um, if you look nationally, we have now broke the record for credit card balance. Um, credit card balances were at all-time highs, an astounding number. Um, it appears as though people are able to make their payments and doing okay with that. But if things do get challenging in the economy, that's going to you know that's going to be a hardship. Interest rates on credit cards have increased significantly. On average, it's gone from under fourteen percent to over sixteen percent on bigger balances. That's a that's a problem. So if you're feeling like, yeah, the credit card bill I used to pay off every month and now I can't. Um, I feel like it's one step forward, two steps back financially. It's because these irregular non-monthly expenses pop up and you've got a little wiggle room each month, but that 
in certain months, that doesn't go all the way and cover those non-monthly expenses. But if you if you added all those up and then smoothed that out, you'd you'd be able to. It it would it should all fit. Work with your CFP and get that figured out. You know, one of the other things that we sometimes see are folks who don't have enough wiggle room in the yeah. the normal monthly budget and often it's because they have they've kind of obligated themselves to certain monthly expenses and they, it's not that they have an income problem it's that they have an expense problem each month and it could be in the form of debt you know they've borrowed money and they've they've thought about purchases in terms of hey can i handle that monthly payment well you you may be able to just fine when life is going well and when you're getting all the hours at work and there is no pay cut or anything like that but as soon as there's something that kind of rocks the boat all of a sudden that wiggle room evaporates and now it's like a strain each month and the risk like if if we're talking about a show here today where we can describe what's happening today and forecast where does this road lead to it it leads to for some people in an extreme case bankruptcy in less extreme cases just financial stress or strain or conflict arguments that kind of thing but none of it is happy right yeah i mean it, it could even and you, this one is going to fly under the radar you won't really notice it but it will be real n- not achieving some goals oh i wish we could have done that mm-hmm. i i wish we could have you know upgraded the house at that time i wish we could have done that vacation i wish we could have whatever and those are going to be not possible that's right and that's why we don't just emphasize the second bank account. The The delayed spending does matter, but you have to have margin and not be overspending in the first bank account, which is your che- your checking account. That's the in and out transactional type account. The stuff that comes around every single month, make sure the every month type of bills don't overwhelm you. Mm-hmm. But the third bucket, the third bank account also matters, and that's the emergency fund. It's it's the safety net that gives you confidence across all of the other areas of your financial life. And it allows you to bounce back if you have those surprises that could not be foreseen. They are just too extreme of a financial hit, and you've prepared for it ahead of time. The one that may be scaring a lot of people right now is, what if I lose my job? What if I have an interruption or a pay cut or something like that to, to the family income? And obviously... Uh, that doesn't have to create financial crisis. But for a lot of people, it will if you don't get these three bank accounts humming and working well for you even now. Yeah. So the checking account is should be operated off of a monthly budget. You know how much money is coming in, all your regular monthly expenses. Your delayed spending, then, you add up all those expenses that are irregular. Some of them are needs. Some of them are wants. They're going to come up, and you're going to say yes to them, and you add all those up, divide it by 12, and make sure that that number fits in that monthly budget. You save it up in advance. And then for all the unforeseen things, that's why you've got the emergency fund. And that structure allows you to then save up for those long-term goals and have that financial future that you want. We've got a few other areas we've got to point out and then questions from fans of the show. That more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. This is The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Joshua Gregory. No Kevin Corhorn today. Uh, every you know, every episode, as well as a lot of other content, is on the Wise Money Show channel. Just go there and 
you can learn a little bit more about the show, learn a little bit more about the firm, submit questions. Like I said, listen to previous episodes or get access to them. So uh, go to thewisemoneyshow.com or on uh, social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. And uh, thank you very much. Uh, okay, special show today. It's airing on Christmas Eve. We've recorded this in advance, but we're talking through sort of just the, ugh, the Christmas Carol, Scrooge, seeing mistakes in his life, living a certain way in the moment, leading to a fi- to a future that is just, you know, awful, that he doesn't want. Financially, we've all got mistakes. Financially, we may be doing some things today that we think is going to you know, makes sense today, but it's going to lead us to a financial future that is undesirable, that we don't want. We're talking through some of those areas today. Now, really quickly, Josh, in the area of insurance, I feel like there's, with coverages, it's very, it's it's tempting to say, well, this, I'm, you know, I'm making these decisions because I'm assuming I'm not going to have a claim. And yet in the future, we just don't, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes through the comprehensive financial planning process, teaching how coverage works with someone is that, that ghost of Christmas future where you all of a sudden see, oh, well, that's, this is how this works. Okay. Though, that's why I need to have coverage at a certain level. Yeah, that's right. And a good example of that, uh, you know, obviously when we talk about insurance, some people's minds go to life insurance and uh, the catastrophic financial hit that a family can experience if one of the main breadwinners of the household passed away prematurely or something. That's extreme. Um, a lot of people carry life insurance either through work or they get their own policies in, in place. But uh, another example is uh, just your car insurance. You know, how, how much coverage you carry may be flirting with some danger that you don't even realize. And it's part of the reason why we often try to educate people and help them understand that when it comes to car insurance, we take a financial planning approach to make sure, do you have the right liability protections in place? Yep. Because, you know, especially this this time of year, you slide through the wrong stop sign and hit the wrong vehicle and injure the wrong person. The financial hit to you and your family to try to help make them whole could be more than than your family can bear. Right. I mean, you know what? I'm seeing more. I mean, you. We've just passed Josh's favorite day of the year. It's the shortest day of the year, not because he's he's grumpy, um, because that's an optimistic day. They're going to get brighter from here on out. And yet, I'm seeing more people riding bikes, or like when there's not snow on the ground, or walking when it's you know six fifteen and it's pitch black out. Mm-hmm. And it's like put a light on or something. I can't see you at all. Yeah, it's it just takes that momentary lapse of one of the kids making a comment in the vehicle. All of a sudden, my attention turns to them, and or I'm distracted by them, and there's someone walking where oh injured. It's scary, and and you know you hope that your kids have a healthy respect, obviously, for what kind of damage can be done when you're behind the wheel, but. Uh, the financial unraveling that can take place if you don't have the right protection in place is pretty significant. And a lot of people just don't give it any thought because what do all the commercials on TV tell you? It's really all about price, right? Mm-hmm. How, how do you get a fast quote and save yourself at 15% that magically everyone saves? Well, y- you can have a great price on the completely wrong insurance and leave your your family, your financial future completely 
unprotected yeah. if you don't do it right. And so we do care about the liability protection. That's the coverage that uh, it's, it's like lawsuit protection. You know, how do you make the other person whole? But there's also things like uninsured or underinsured motorist coverage that help make you whole if you're the victim in the accident and or, or it's one of your loved ones in the vehicle with you. And that other driver who caused the accident didn't have the right protection in place. Maybe they were driving without insurance, which is illegal, but people do it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, if that was the case, man, we can just tell you stories, right, of people who kind of flirt with danger, drive around without the right coverage. And here's what it did to them. Right. Um, and it, it's pretty tragic, unfortunately. What about last one we're going to hit here is from an investment standpoint. And I think it's 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 easy right now after a volatile year to think, well, there's no way I can retire if this continues. And and therefore, the temptation might be during turbulent times to go a lot more um, conservative. Mm -hmm. And yet, when you forecast that out, ghost of Christmas future sort of thing, you're not going to be able to have the growth and the rebound that you will need to be on track with your retirement. So going back to that very first topic we hit, that fifth factor is risk. And if you all of a sudden take risk to no risk or very little risk, then you're going to have to work longer, save up more, spend less. One of the, There's going to be a trade-off for that adjustment. You're exactly right. And um, to me, risk management when it comes to the investments is pretty similar to the insurance that we were just talking about. You don't really realize what the implications are 20, 30 years down the road. But taking too little of risk can be actually one of the biggest mistakes that people make in their financial life. And it, it's part of the reason we, we kind of started this show talking about retirement projections. And um, you know, helping people to see if you keep doing what you're doing, what does the future look like? Investments and and the uh, amount of growth potential that you give yourself is one of those primary primary areas. Yeah, it, the opposite can be true as well. And you know, we were saw we saw the um, the issues with crypto this year, and you know, so taking too much risk also. Had, can have the same impact where, mm -hmm. listen, you know, it feels like this is working now. This is speculative stuff. It, you know, you you venture too far down the road here and you might not like where it takes you. And and so um, so making sure you've got a prudent investment approach that fits with your overall financial life. I, I so. agree completely. You know, as we kind of wrap up this topic, you, you started the show pointing to the Christmas Carol and Scrooge and the, the past, present and future um, glimpses that he got. And, you know, I'm, I'm always reminded of that story. One of the reasons I like that show is the picture of when his life was happy. You know, there there was a time in most of the movies where they do highlight he's at a party, he's got the girl, he's whatever, like he was doing some things right along the way, and then he made a choice, his, his greed and everything kind of took him down a, a different path or whatever. But I, I think it's important to also just pause and recognize in our own lives, hey, where have there been glimpses in the past where it's been working? You know, our, our finances were not a point of 
of uh, contention or, or stress or anything. Uh, it felt like we were making progress in our financial lives. Because a lot of times when you look back to those periods, some of the secrets of what was working well can be repeated in the future also. Yeah. That's part of the role of having a certified financial planner in, in your life. Someone who can point to the optimistic glimpses of goodness in the past and let's say, okay, how do we bring that into the future um, by, by taking advantage of it in the present here? Yeah. Oh, okay, so I said earlier we're going to get to listener questions. We're, we are we are not. This topic took a little bit more time than what I even anticipated because, and hopefully you found it helpful. These are timeless principles, but but the timeless principle is how you approach your financial life. I mean, that's the thing. So how how do you know? How do you know if this was actually working or or it was just a mirage? How do you know at that that you should be acting or behaving, making certain financial decisions to reach a desired financial future. We tried to help you with some examples, but it's really the approach because your financial life is unique to you. You might have the same job as your neighbor and again, live in the same neighborhood, have the same number of kids. Your finances might be completely different. You cannot fathom the ways that they are different from just the smallest choices or influences. So what's the approach that you take to make sure that you're being wise today about your finances and leading in a going in the right direction for your financial future, that's comprehensive financial planning. Looking at all six areas of your financial life, how they're working, how they're interrelating, and making decisions when decisions come up that will bring synergy to those six areas. I yeah. love it. You know, the, the only other word of encouragement that I would leave you with is uh, again, to enjoy living your life, not the people around you. Don't go into the comparison game. And, and that's easy to do, especially uh, this time of year, right? Yeah. Um, but to, to think about, okay, what are the things, as I transition into a new year, what are the things that I could be doing differently to put myself on a better path? That's where your certified financial planner can can help bring clarity to that. That's right. Well, Merry Christmas. Hope you've had a wonderful holiday season thus far. Have a fantastic couple days ahead of you. Um, that's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh Gregory, myself, all of us at Corhorn Financial Group, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. First okay, segment. since the first segment, I've had this question. Mm -hmm. What is it with you and chicken wings? It's the... Uh, that is what you always point to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Inflation, it's like it only happens in chicken wings in your world. Yeah. Is uh, this going back to Buffalo Wild Wings or maybe. is that all you guys eat? Maybe. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.